This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the Word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the Word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now, please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Greetings and welcome to Faith Moments, a weekly podcast where we proclaim and ponder the Sunday Mass readings. Well, welcome to Year B, 2023 Advent season. This is the first Sunday in the season of Advent. And for us liturgically in the church year, we begin a new year. So for the Sunday readings, there are actually three cycles of readings, A, B and C, and each cycle focuses not totally, but primarily on a particular gospel. So as we enter the gospel or we enter this season B for the Sunday mass readings, we'll hear a lot from the gospel of Mark, which is what we'll be hearing from today in this first Sunday of Advent. I also want to just give you a little forewarning. We have four weeks in the Advent season, week one, two, three, and four. If you look at your calendar for December of 2023, you'll notice that the fourth Sunday of Advent is on December 24th. Now that is the vigil or Christmas Eve. And so the following day, Monday, December 25th, we celebrate the glorious feast, the solemnity of the nativity of the Lord, the birth of the Lord, Christmas Day. So not only do we have these four Sundays, which are uh, days of obligation, where we are invited and, and obligated to attend Sunday Mass as Catholics, but also on the Christmas Day, which is a solemnity, a holy day of obligation. So we want to not only attend Mass, of course, on those four Sundays, but on the Monday, Christmas Day as well. So it's just a beautiful time of preparation and planning. And of course, Advent means arrival. There's an anticipation, there's a preparation within this time, this season that is penitential. We will see the color violet come out. It comes out twice a year liturgically in the time of Lent as we prepare for Holy Week and into Easter, but also as we prepare for the great feast of Christmas, the Advent season has a very penitential aspect to it. And so there is something, in fact, there is something that we're giving up in Advent liturgically, and that's the Gloria. We will not sing or pray the Gloria within the context of the Mass other than very special feast days that fall within Advent, like the Immaculate Conception with our Blessed Mother. So let's get into these readings for this first Sunday of Advent, 
This year, it falls on December 3rd, 2023. And I want to begin by offering the collect prayer that you'll hear in today's Mass. Let us pray. Grant your faithful, we pray, Almighty God, the resolve to run forth to meet your Christ with righteous deeds at his coming, so that gathered at his right hand, they may be worthy to possess the heavenly kingdom. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. You know, that's a tremendous prayer. We're asking for the faithful, that's us, the faithful, to run forth to meet Christ. You know, if we're going to run forth to meet Christ, we better be ready to meet him. And we're running with gracious deeds, you know, how we live our life at his coming. So that we pray as we're gathered at his right hand, we've been hearing about the separation of the sheep and the goats, you know, those that go to God's left, those that go to the Lord's right, his chosen ones, those that go to the left, that go into the darkness. We want to be the ones worthy to possess the heavenly kingdom and be at the right hand of God. A really short prayer, but so beautiful and really reflects this beauty of the preparation, the arrival that we're preparing for in this time of Advent. Our first reading is a reading from the prophet of Isaiah. This comes from Isaiah 63. You, Lord, are our father, our redeemer. You are named forever. Why do you let us wander, O Lord, from your ways and harden our hearts so that we fear you not? Return for the sake of your servants, the tribes of your heritage. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down with the mountains quaking before you. While you wrought awesome deeds, we could not hope for such as they had not heard of from of old. No ear has ever heard, nor I ever seen, any God but you, doing such deeds for those who wait for him. Would that you might meet us doing right, that we were mindful of you in our ways. Behold, you are angry and we are sinful. All of us have become like unclean people. All our good deeds are like polluted rags. We have all withered like leaves and our guilt carries us away like the wind. There is none who calls upon your name, who rouses himself to cling to you for you have hidden your face from us and have delivered us up to our guilt. Yet, O Lord, you are our father. We are the clay and you the potter. We are all the work of your hands. The word of the Lord. Our responsorial psalm comes from Psalm 80. Lord, make us turn to you. Let us see your face and we shall be saved. O shepherd of Israel, hearken. From your throne upon the cherubim, shine forth, rouse your power and come to save us. Lord, make us turn to you. Let us see your face and we shall be saved. Once again, O Lord of hosts, look down from heaven and see, take care of this vine and protect 
what your right hand has planted, the Son of Man, whom you yourself made strong. Lord, make us turn to you, let us see your face, and we shall be saved. May your help be with the man of your right hand, with the Son of Man, whom you yourself made strong. Then we will no more withdraw from you. Give us new life, and we will call upon your name. Lord, make us turn to you, let us see your face, and we shall be saved. Our second reading is a reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God always on your account for the grace of God bestowed on you in Christ Jesus, that in him you were enriched in every way, with all discourse and all knowledge, as the testimony to Christ was confirmed among you, so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will keep you firm to the end, irreproachable on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, and by him you are called to fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. The Word of the Lord. Our Gospel reading is a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. This is chapter 13. Jesus said to his disciples, Be watchful, be alert. You do not know when the time will come. It is like a man traveling abroad. He leaves home and places his servants in charge, each with his own work, and orders the gatekeeper to be on the watch. Watch, therefore. You do not know when the Lord of the house is coming, whether in the evening or at midnight or at cock crow, or in the morning. May he not come suddenly and find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to all, watch. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Powerful readings always as we enter into the Advent season. And we're going to get into this Gospel of Mark a little bit more. I've been really enjoying reading the Gospel of Mark, and I'm looking forward to this cycle B so we can really get this rich sense of Mark's perspective of teaching us about Jesus. And just real quickly, going back to Isaiah, Isaiah 63, Isaiah 63 reminds us of our brokenness, you know, our our hardened hearts. How many times throughout the whole history of mankind have we as a human race turned against God, turned away from God, turned within ourselves and really not been worthy and certainly not deserving of God's love? And yet what we hear are a couple of things. We hear about our unworthiness or our undeservingness of God's love because of the ways that we behave, because of our actions, because of our fears, because of uh, the angriness and the sinfulness of the people. But we also hear the people recognizing that the only God who is awesome is the one true God. 
you know, oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down with the mountains quaking before you. I mean, there's this sense of the awesome deeds that can only be done by our loving God. And yet we recognize we're not worthy of his love. And yet we, so there's this, this rendering of heart. There's this just wretchedness of calling out. You are our father. Help us. You know, there's this longing. Help us because we're the clay. You are the potter. Help us to remember our right relationship with God. We are all the work of your hands. You know, if we could take that one line, we we are all the work of your hands. You know, we look at all the calamities around us, but you know what? Instead of looking at all the calamities around you, look at the calamities that are within you and focus inward. Where am I clouded? Where is my relationship with God clouded, distorted, distracted, dark? Where are those calamities? I am the work of God's hand. I am the work of God's hand. Lord, you are the clay. I'm the clay. You are the potter. Excuse me. I am the clay. You are the potter. You're the one who will form the clay and that we would be open and receptive to that correction to that realignment. You know, we easily go and get a realignment of our tires. I think about we're into the weather season where we want to make sure our tires are working properly for the weather roads that we'll be enduring over the next few months. And so we realign, we reconfigure, we defragment our computers. But do we realign ourselves? The most important asset that we have is our human life our spiritual soul that was given to us by God. And so listen to the Psalm that reflects this yearning of the human heart. Lord, make us turn to you. Let us see your face that we would be saved, that we recognize our sinfulness. We recognize that there are many times that we are not following you, Lord, but let us see your face. Let us turn back to you. Let us soften that hardened heart. The last line in this Psalm is give us new life and we will call upon your name. In this time of Advent, we are preparing for new life. We're preparing to celebrate the new life that was given to us in the birth of Jesus Christ at a particular moment in history. We recognize and celebrate that moment on the 25th of December every year, it's the anniversary of the celebration of the coming of Christ in as the babe in the manger through the power of the Holy Spirit in the virgin's womb. And yet, do we respond to the invitation that that baby in the manger, that Savior and our Redeemer is calling out to us? He, here's the call. And, and I didn't open with with sharing with you this theme or thread that I like to do in tying these pieces of the puzzle of the scriptures together, but we're called to fellowship. We're called to fellowship. 
when I heard this from St. Paul in this reading from the Corinthians, I, I immediately went to the Fellowship of the Ring. And many of you may be familiar with the story from J.R.R. Tolkien of the Fellowship of the Ring and the Hobbit and the beautiful stories. And I remember reading those stories, you know, back in in middle school and high school and seeing the films that were a pretty good rendition of the books, although you can't capture all of the intensity of those books, but there's a fellowship. There's a band of different characters that all have the same mission. And each character has been given a particular gift in order to do to fulfill the mission. You know, the hobbits have a gift. The dwarf has a gift. You know, Aragon has a gift. The elves have a gift. You know, they all have particular characteristics and talents that the other ones do not possess. We're part of the fellowship. And Paul says here, oh, this is such good news. God is faithful. Again, if there was one phrase that you could pull out of this reading today, could it be this? And would this nourish you? God is faithful. And by him, by a faithful God, you were called to fellowship. And, you know, in this little little segment of the Corinthians, this is just verses three through nine. We hear the word Lord Jesus Christ one, two, three, four, five, six times in this short section that we hear today in the Sunday readings, there's a focus on our relationship with Jesus Christ. We were called to fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Boy, claim that for yourself. You are a son. You are a daughter of the king. We just celebrated last Sunday, the king of the universe, our Lord Jesus Christ. I didn't save much time for this, but boy, the gospel of Mark. I want to I want to just ask you, have you ever maybe through a family member living or deceased, maybe you've received a gift of a Bible and my grandmother a year ago in December died and uh, she had many Bibles. And this is the NIV study Bible. Now, my grandmother was a Lutheran. I grew up in the Lutheran church. And so I have her Bible. And if, if you're watching the video, you can see some of the, um, there's writing in the Bible. But uh, I went to Mark and I looked at my grandmother's Bible and in the chapter of Mark 13, which is what we're reading today, we're only reading the last few verses of chapter 13. But in my grandmother's Bible, it's red letter version, which means all of the words spoken by Christ are in a red lettering versus black lettering. And so I was just moved that in my, oh, I hope I can get through this, in my grandmother's Bible, she in pencil, because she over the years of her life uh, went through many Bible studies. She led many Bible studies within her own church community, was part of many different Bible groups throughout the years. And so in her Bible, in Mark chapter 13, the, the, the header for this chapter is signs of the end of the age. 
And we've been hearing through the month of November, as we've been praying for all souls, uh, for all the souls in purgatory, we've been preparing for the end times, the coming, the second coming of Christ. And so the first word in chapter 13 that my grandmother circled in pencil was watch. And in chapter 13, verse five, it says, Jesus said to them, watch out that no one deceives you. And Jesus goes through this whole series of warnings to the apostles because he's getting them prepared for his departure and for their arrival into their ministry, which is to go proclaim the gospel to all the earth. She underlined the words, you must be on your guard, verse nine. And then in verse 24, it says, but in those days following that distress, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. And she underlined this, the stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. And it goes on to say, at that time, men will see the son of man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And he will send his angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heavens. These are the end times. Why are we hearing this now at Advent? Well, we're hearing about the end of time. We're hearing about the second coming of Christ as much as we're hearing about the prophecy of the birth of Christ. Those two comings are critical. Are we prepared to celebrate the beautiful birthday of the Lord? But are we ready to see Christ when he comes again? We we pray in our creed. We believe in the coming of Christ at the end days. And here is what we hear in the readings today. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back. We don't know the time or the place. We may all be dead. It could be today. We don't know. Only the father knows. So in this this story that Jesus is telling to his apostles, he's asking them to be on guard, be alert. Therefore, keep watch. And Jesus says, watch. What I say to you, I say to everyone. Jesus, this one word, watch. What I say to you, I say to everyone. And my grandmother has watch circled both at the very beginning of chapter 13, verse five, watch out that no one deceive you. Then she highlighted, therefore, keep watch, verse 35, because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back. And she double scored, verse 33, be on guard, be alert. These are warnings from Jesus to us today. What I say to you, I say to everyone, watch. There's so much more that I wanted to share with you today, but I think that is so important. We're hearing from Christ himself. What I say to you, dear friends, I say to everyone, watch, be watchful, be alert. I'm leaving for a time. And in, in this, in this story in Mark chapter 13, you can read it again. It's about a man who has entrusted all of the work of the house and even the gatekeeper, it says, and orders the gatekeeper to be on watch 
So whether you're the gatekeeper, whether you're the housekeeper, the cook, the gardener, the landscaper, whatever it is, you're the nanny, you're taking care of the kids, whatever it is, you have a role to play. Whether you're Gimli or the elf or Frodo or Sam or Mary, you've got a you've got a role to play. Play it. Don't fall asleep. Don't just be focused on the easy way. I'm just going to have pleasures. We saw in the Fellowship of the Ring, if you saw the, the story, you know, sometimes the, the little hobbits, they just love to be merry and to eat and to drink and be merry. No, be on watch. Be on watch. Be ready. Be on guard. Do the duty you are called to do. Be ready for that moment at work, on the road, in the grocery store, at home, with the neighbors. Be ready to share the gospel. Go and announce the gospel of the Lord. That's what we're called to do when we depart from mass. We just received a holy Eucharist. Jesus Christ's true presence is working and living and active in and through us. So be on guard. Be watchful. These next four weeks, I challenge you as I challenge myself to be on the watch. Be present be alert, be attentive to your relationships, to your responsibilities, to your role, to the jobs that have been entrusted to you, not to anyone else. Don't look at the other people and whether or not they're fulfilling their jobs. Don't do that. Don't go into that judging or comparing. No, Jesus has a role for you to take care of. You might be the gatekeeper. You're one of the servants in charge. You have a role to play. You have a role to play. Get that role focused in your mind. And if you don't know what that role is, ask Jesus. Time and adoration in the Blessed Sacrament. Ask Jesus, what is that role you want me to play? It's within your vocation. Husbands, wives, children, Wherever you are, priests, deacons, religious, we have a role to play. Play that role. Be watchful. Be alert. We are all the work of God's hands and have a blessed Advent season. May God's peace be with you today. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.